This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Kelly Henderson, and you are listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. My guest this week is recording artist Bailey Bryan. So you guys know that I love supporting badass women, but if you give me a sensitive badass woman, I mean, it's like the holy grail for me. Bailey Bryan is the ultimate bad bitch because even in her early 20s, she already understands that the best bad bitch is the sensitive bad bitch. It's like what I talked about with Jake Woodard on the Masculine and Feminine Energy podcast a few weeks ago, but the power of the feminine energy is in its openness, its flow, its vulnerability. That is where the strength truly comes in. Bailey is killing it not only internally by tapping into her own sensitivity, but also professionally as one of the top up-and-coming artists musically. Her latest single, Play With Me, where she is calling out all of these fuckboys and telling them to eloquently kiss off, has already amassed over one million streams worldwide, and she was also greatly praised by Rolling Stone as an unapologetic modern pop project that captures an artist indulging her undiluted instincts. Ooh, that was a mouthful. She is also open for Lizzo. So, I mean, yeah, she's pretty awesome. I talked with Bailey about how she continues to embody and empower others with her sensitive bad bitch attitude and also how she is now handling those so-called fuck boys. We also found out that we're both Enneagram fours. So if you know anything about that, you will understand that this conversation covered all of the emotions. Here's Bailey. Okay, so as I was reading up on you the last few days, I had this consistent thought to myself, like, damn, I wish I would have been this self-aware and wise at the age of 22. Like, I was just out drinking and in college. So I assume you get called an old soul a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Where do you think this internal independence and just this wisdom comes from? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean... I was out drinking before COVID happened too. So <laughs> so you're <laughs> a combination cool. of both. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. I'm a healthy combo. Um, but, you know, I don't really know exactly. I think um, 
I really start came kind of quickly into my own and like into my maturity and my identity. Um, when I, I moved to Nashville when I was 17, um, I kind of always knew what I wanted to do with my life. Like I, I always knew I wanted to be a performer. I wanted to write and sing songs. Um, and I learned that Nashville was a place to do it when I learned that like Taylor Swift got discovered at the Bluebird Cafe. Right. I was like, okay, I have to go there. And like, that was the first time I like set my mind to something. And i long story short, it, I was able to make it happen with the support of uh, my family. And, Thankfully, I I didn't grow up with any kind of pressure to do life a certain way or like live by a formula, really. Like my parents were never really like, oh, you have to go to college. Oh, you have to do this. Oh, you have to do this. Probably because they saw my grades. But um, (laughs) they they were like, all right, we'll support you if this is what you want to do. And so I often feel like I kind of like skipped a step in life. And like they're like. I'm really happy to be where I am doing what I love for a living. But there are certain like stories that people tell that I like, I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I never did that. Like what's a, I don't know. What do people do in college? Like, what's a I don't keg know. party? Exactly. Yeah. What's a keg stand? <laughs> and then somebody tries to show you and you're like, no, I'm good on that. Yeah. Thank you I was going to say, I don't know that you missed all that much, but, and you can always you know, make up for that. <laughs> yeah. I hear some stories and I don't know if I would have survived. Yeah. Being real, but yeah. it also sounds fun. But, um, yeah, I think just the, just kind of throwing myself into what I love to do in my life. It kind of forces you to grow up really fast. Yeah. Mostly in a good way. And you're like, okay, shoot. Like I got to Nashville. I was meeting with record labels, writing music and stuff like that. And it was like, I got to figure out who I am. Otherwise like somebody else is going to try and tell me. Right. So when you moved, when you were 17, did you come by yourself? No, my family came, my mom, my dad, my little brother, came with me wow they stayed so we we lived in washington state so it was we moved they moved across the country for my music career no pressure oh my gosh Um, but they stayed for like seven months yeah and then they moved back to washington so they just got you settled basically yeah pretty much like i turned 18 and they were like are you good (laughs) because we miss the north yeah yeah fair enough go ahead so you moved to Nashville, you got a publishing deal first, then you got a record deal. Yeah. What was that like at such a young age? You know, it um, that part of it happened a lot quicker than I was expecting mm-hmm. or maybe like in retrospect than I was ready for. Um, at the time I was like, okay, perfect. Yeah. Give me this record deal. Give me this, mm-hmm. give me them agents, like all of that. Like I'm ready to go. Like I'm put me on the stage (laughs) and looking back on like where I was at with my writing and my performing and everything then I'm like oh thank god like things didn't take off immediately like I was not ready I'm like just now feeling like okay maybe I'm ready for people to know yeah um there is a lot of growing up that comes with all of that stuff so this is starting to make a little more sense to me too why you're as wise as you are (laughs) thank you um yeah, it was like I I actually signed my publishing deal, um, which for anybody who doesn't know is that's the that's the songwriting aspect of being an artist. Right. Um, I signed my publishing deal before I moved to Nashville. I had wow. like made a couple trips there to visit a family friend who like had a publishing company in Nashville, 
And that's how I got signed. Not because I was like a prodigy when I was 15, just because like a family friend thought like maybe this could turn out good. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of got to a point in that where it was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. You can travel to Nashville and write songs for a week. But if you want to do this, like you can either, you can either just like move here now. Like I was 17 at the time or wait till you graduate and don't take your family with you and kind of figure it out on your own. And like, thankfully my parents, um, they're just like good supportive people. Yeah. <laughs> and they came with me. They're not, they're not musical. They're not like, they could not be further from like momager, dadager type people. They didn't understand any of it, which is probably why they moved away as soon as I got settled. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, are you okay? Okay, perfect. That's all. That's the only reason we're here. Well, I love that because then you're almost left to sort of figure it out on your own, which is, is essentially uh -huh. what the rest of us had to do in college and stuff anyway, yes. too. So you were yeah. just doing it in the music world. Um, but I do, I can see why that would make you have to really figure out who you are to find, um, to find yourself and then to be able to be true to yourself, especially when you're putting yourself out there in your music. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, yeah, I definitely feel like I, I didn't miss out on and currently still I'm not missing out on any years of like self-discovery yeah. or messiness, breakups, just not knowing who you are. Um, definitely haven't missed out on any of that just because I didn't take the, the traditional route. Yeah, like you said, the difference is I, I just had the opportunity to put it into songs and mm -hmm. like chronicle that experience for other people to hear yeah well you did an essay for um paper magazine recently that for me was one of the most inspiring inspiring things that I've personally mm -hmm. read in a long time for women about being a bad bitch but what I loved was it wasn't the direction like even when I just say that I think probably a lot of the mm -hmm. listeners are like oh yeah bad bitch let's talk about that yep. because it's very clearly a new wave of what's happening especially with musicians right now and you know the really strong female energy yes. which is awesome so but cool. your essay was so amazing because you talked a lot about a different kind of bad bitch. And so I want to talk through a little bit of that. Um, what do you, like, if I just said to you, what is a bad bitch? What would your definition be? My, okay. Well, there's the, what I think people's heads go to when they hear the word bad bitch, which is kind of the, the simplified, um, glorified version of it. That's like sold to us today through yes. social media and all of that stuff, which is like, she gets money. She doesn't need a man. Right. She doesn't cry. She knows how to shut off her feelings and go fucking like tear up a dance floor and wake up the next morning and walk into a boardroom and like sell her shit. And like, yeah. that's a bad bitch. She's flawless. She's like cutthroat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which uh, I love. Yeah. It's awesome. I don't relate <laughs> to necessarily <laughs> every box on that checklist. Like I have aspects of that, you know, I think we all do. Um, but like I cry a lot. Yeah. Like I cry so much and that's not, um, that's just one of the things about myself that I don't see represented in like the traditional, um, just the thing that your mind goes to when you hear the word bad bitch. Right. My definition of a bad bitch, which I've begun to call a sensitive bad bitch, <laughs> which, which is like my bad bitch category that yes. I go into. Mine There's too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a lot of people, um, is someone who like, 
I really think a bad bitch is just someone who owns their shit. Yes. Like, if you take away the, the romanticized, like, the unattainable parts of it, and it's just somebody who, like, is confident in whatever they've got going on. So for me, being a bad bitch, being a sensitive bad bitch means, like, being able to, like, come on your podcast and first and foremost say, yo, I cry a ton. Yes. Um, also, like, I... I like I go through stuff like I I hurt when I go through a breakup. I hurt when I handle things wrong in a friendship or I I deal with insecurities every day when it comes to my job, my personal life. When I look in the mirror, like Mm -hmm. which like everybody does, that's not a special experience. But the difference between like, you know, like struggling in that human experience and handling it like a bad bitch is I think just wearing it with confidence like you can wear your insecurities with confidence. Right. Well, see, I love that because the first definition you gave, I mean, of course, you know, we all have days where we're like feeling it and we're just in our flow and you, things are just working out and you are just owning it and taking over the world in your head. But that's not every day, right? And so when you start to put yourself in that place where that is, um, the thing that you're supposed to be chasing after all the time, it yeah. can be overwhelming because it feels unattainable. Yeah. That's the thing. Like even I love that kind of the trend that everybody seems to have caught on to today is like body positivity. Right. B- brands are saying now we want you to feel confident. We want you, we want representation. We want all of this. Like I love that that's the trend, but when something like that becomes a trend, like, even self-love can start to feel like it comes with pressure. It can start right. to feel unattainable. Like I, I kind of came, came up with this uh, sensitive bad bitch thought process and like the, the thought process that led to the paper article I wrote when I was like scrolling through Instagram one day and I like, I read somebody's, it, I, I think maybe it was from a brand or maybe it was like an influencer and it was a post that was like all na- you know all natural no makeup like it was someone talking about their self love journey and they just sounded like they had it all figured out mm-hmm. and on one hand you know it was inspiring cuz it was like oh that's awesome she loves herself she's out here you know with she didn't edit her cellulite out of the photo or something like that's dope but then i was like i really don't feel like that right now yeah like And then, like, I start to beat myself up for not feeling that way, which is the opposite of what the whole self-love thing is supposed to do. No, you're not supposed to – it's not self-love to feel bad that you don't love yourself. Like, you can't expect that of yourself overnight just because, like, it's encouraged, just because an influencer on your Instagram said, like, you can do it. I'm like, but I'm not. But I don't want to. (laughs) And that's part of loving yourself, too, is just, like, meeting yourself where you're at. Yes. That to me, that right there, that is huge. I want to read one of the um, little paragraphs that I thought was so good, but you said the unhealthy corner of pop culture would have you believe that there's a long list of edits and changes that need to be made before you can achieve that trendy and coveted bad bitch status. How else would they capitalize off of it? 
But if you look at the most iconic bad bitches of today, Lizzo, Rihanna, Billie Eilish, Ariana Grande, in my opinion, you'll notice that none of them appear to be looking to anybody else or buying into any kind of formula for how they should be. And they certainly don't hide their feelings or struggles. They instead celebrate those things by presenting them with confidence. Still, maybe it's easier said than done, but a, lot, a whole lot more rewarding than faking it. For me, this looks like writing songs about insecurities I've had and mistakes I've made and the things I've learned from them. It pretty much always, it looks like pretty much always having something I'm working through, but therefore always getting stronger and doing whatever I can to let people know that vulnerability and confidence are not mutually exclusive because the real bad bitches are sensitive bad bitches. I loved that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the mutually that was exclusive. Fun having someone read it to was me. it? <laughs> yes. It's so well written. Again, something I would not expect from a 22-year-old. When I read that, I was like, "Hell, yes. I needed that today." But I love oh, the part good. about the mutually exclusive because just because you're having a day, like what we're describing where you are scrolling through the Instagram and you're seeing someone else even owning their self-love and you're just not there that day. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that your confidence is out the window. That doesn't mean it's gone forever. That doesn't mean you'll never feel like that. Yes. It's it's just a day, you know? Yeah. Like I love all of that comparison. And you can find like you can find confidence in in your worst moment and you can right. feel it both like, oh my God, I'm like I'm such a feeler. Like uh, so many feelings all the time. Same. And like I you know, you it's 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 a part of being a woman too. Like you you feel you can feel so happy and then have this like weird, like sadness in you at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's like, do I feel this way? Cause I know like, I'm not always going to be this happy. Like, or you can be really sad, but then like, ha- like look in the mirror and be like, I, like, I know I'm a bad bitch, but like, I'm sad about this. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I feel everything so deeply all the time. And I find that like something that I've observed, like working in the entertainment industry that I think translates just into all facets of life is that I think women are often expected to be kind of one dimensional. Mm -hmm. Like when I've, I've spoken to people in the industry that are like, okay, well, what's your brand? Like you got to pick, um, like what's your stick? What's your, how, how are we going to present you to the public? What's your one, one layer that people are going to see first. And that's you. And that, that always felt so limiting to me and so hard for me to, I'm like, I can't, they're like, what, like describe yourself in one sentence. I'm like, what? just describe me, all of me, like a in multidimensional human. I can't do that. Right. And that, that's often expected of us to pick like, okay, are you this, are you the sad girl? Are you the happy girl? Are you the sassy girl? Are you the uplifting girl? Are you the angry girl? I'm like, I'm literally all of those girls. Right. What are you talking about? Right. Um, and that's like, I was like, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. I'm also very sensitive. So I'm, I'm a sensitive bad, bad bitch. bitch. And that's, <laughs> that's like the most important part of the message to me that, mm-hmm. that none of it's mutually exclusive. Like we are multifaceted, like human beings. That's the bit, not, not that men aren't too, but like, that's the best part of being a woman to be, I think yeah. can be so powerful and so vulnerable all at once. That's the beauty of femininity 
femininity. Gosh, that yes. word is hard to say. Mm-hmm. I actually, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago um, with a guy. We talked about like masculine and feminine energy. And he was yes. talking about the beauty of feminine energy is the flow. It's the ever-changing mm-hmm. way that we can move through any experience. And um, that I hear a lot of that in this. How did you get to the place? Because you know, I'm 38 and I feel like I'm just now getting to this place of like, my vulnerability is not a weakness. My sensitivity yeah. is my superpower. The super, I was, I'm so glad you said that. That's, I always say that. I'm like, these emotions are a superpower. Absolutely. Because I also have started to realize the older I've gotten that not everybody can access all of these deep feelings that I can. Yeah. And while sometimes that can look like, very messy because it can look like you know deep anger or these huge reactions or anything like that it's Mm -hmm. the it's also the reason that I'm capable of intense love and joy and all of those things Mm -hmm. so how did you get to the place of accepting your sensitivities and your emotions and your feelings as a superpower I mean you know it's just like how it's like the (sighs) Like I'm, I'm not that Instagram post that's like, here's how I did it. I'm here. I did right. it. <laughs> Can't I you map I'm this still, out for us? <laughs> yeah. No, I would say I'm still in the process of accepting. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you when I get there. Yeah, please do. Um, <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's the awareness. It's just recognizing that it's important. And I, I, I just spend a lot of time thinking. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like I, I just spend so much time in my head and I, really truly have spent a lot of time really hating myself for that like Mm -hmm. really feeling miserable about like can't I just shut off my brain can't I just shut off my emotions um but I think through um thank thank the lord that he gave me the gift of songwriting and gave me Mm -hmm. the opportunity to like get to release the songs I write because I really think that through that like that's been my saving grace in my feeling my feeling trapped in my head and my feeling just all these emotions all the time. Like I get to put that into songs and I've gotten to for over like the really formative years of my life from like 15 to 22. Um, and getting to do that and put it out in the world and like kind of have to surrender, like, okay, I just poured all these emotions out and, uh, now people get to hear them. Like now this is going to go to human beings. Like may not be like a ton of human beings, but like, it's a handful. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to know my innermost thoughts. Um, you kind of have to just be like this, I, this regardless of what anybody thinks, like I got to get that out there and it might help somebody. And just that, that in itself to me makes it feel like a superpower, you yeah, know? And yeah. just so then I think everybody can do that in some way. If you're, if you're a person that feels <laughs> Well, yeah, I hear so much vulnerability in that, too, because I think people look at especially like the musician world. It's just can look so glamorous. And especially once you find a lot of success. (laughs) I know. Trust me. I know. (laughs) Um, know. But yeah, it, it can look very glamorous. But I don't think people fully think through, especially when you're writing about your own personal experiences, what kind of feeling like that exposure, you know, I don't know if you ever deal with exposure shame, but I have where you just yeah. like, you put it out there and then you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. What did I just oh, do? Yeah. But why do you think ultimately that is what makes you strong? I think that's what makes me strong because 
if there's no strength if you're not going through anything mm-hmm. or if you're not I don't like there there's I'm trying to think of this um it's like a quote or something like it's not it's not brave to like hold things inside you know like yeah. people think that bravery is like nope shut it down like just go through life and mm-hmm. don't ever let anybody know what you're thinking like that's brave to mm-hmm. be like this stone wall you know um but true bravery is like breaking down mm. and sharing it like mm. that's literally what makes it brave like you're doing the scary thing the scary thing is being open <laughs> yeah so letting people see you yeah that's wow. the that's the, the that's the bravery and vulnerability to me for sure yeah well as someone in the public eye and obviously you have a public voice now what kind of message would you say as an artist you want to send to young girls I think I the message that's most important to me to send right now is that like you don't have to have it all figured out mm-hmm. to be really powerful to be a bad bitch to be strong and dope and like desirable all of that like you don't the the back to like the you know the way that like we're marketed confidence confidence is marketed to us all the time like people everything in the world is going to make you feel like okay you just need to do this this and this and then you'll have it figured out like that's really bullshit yeah nobody there's not a 10-step guide that works for everybody to get to this one place like you should just do you and it's, it's okay to be kind of messy. Like there's no shame in figuring your shit out. Like take your time. Yeah. That's all. Like, I just want everybody to, and like, that's something that I'm learning so much right now is just to be gentle with myself Mm. in, in my, my process. Everybody has their own process. Like, and if you just own your process, like be, be bold and like what you need to do, for you and figuring out who you are like that's bad as fuck like that's dope do that yeah do that I love that I'm gonna read one more quote from this article Um, okay if you guys have not obviously I love this article so go look up (laughs) Bailey's um, paper magazine essay I think it's called sensitive how to be a sensitive bad bitch or something along yeah, those lines. Like the yes. real bad bitches are, are sensitive, the sensitive bad, bitches. bad bitches. That's what it is. Uh, you close out the article. You say, so my unsolic- unsolicited advice to those of you who are struggling to find identity within the blueprints of social media, our idols, or the world, screw the world. What are you passionate about? What feels bigger than all of that stuff and makes you feel like you? Find that shit out and then own it. Oh, it's not clean and covered in rhinestones, you say? Oh, you don't have it all fi- all the way figured out yet, and maybe you still cry a lot? Welcome to the journey of the pursuit of confidence, and congrats, you might just be a sensitive bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just so true, because it's like every day is not going to be this day that we have it figured out. You know, I used to think that if I just like got on the right map, if I just could somehow find the right guide, then I would get to this destination of knowing myself and owning myself and just really being true to myself and a bad bitch, like we're saying. But like the reality is, is I have found those times and then I crash again. And then I'm like, Oh shit, I got to figure myself out all over again. And like, I don't think that that journey ever ends. No, I believe that. Yeah. That that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
hate to break yeah, it to you at 22. No, but. and that's something I know. I'm like, oh, wait, doesn't it? No, I know. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I had a couple more years. Damn it. Okay, cool. Um, no, but it is like, I, I love that you said, like, I just think if I find this or I do this, yes. and then you find it for a sec, and then you lose it because life ebbs and flows and changes Absolutely. and nothing falls into place immediately. Like, I think realizing that, like, it starts with you and like you have everything you need inside of you and like external circumstances like can only give or take away to what you've got going on already. Like they don't yeah. make or break you. Yeah. Um, I needed to, I need to hear that just now actually, as I said it. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're like preaching to somebody and uh, you're like, Oh, this uh, is for me. For you, always. <laughs> I should listen to myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, it, it starts with, you and I literally like I've spent all of uh, quarantine basically writing an entire album about mm. that because when um, when all you can do is uh, sit in your house yeah. you kind of realize how it all just comes back to you and starts with you and like the idea for basically m like most of the songs I'm about to release kind of stemmed from a breakup mm -hmm. that I went through like mm -hmm. a whole it was like a whole situation ship like where are we official? Are we not like, Oh, you love me. I didn't know that. And now like you left the state type of thing, like all of that back and forth. It stemmed from a relationship that like I put too much weight into, mm. but then all the songs that came out of it, they, they relate to what I went through involving this person, but they're all about me processing and like learning all the different lessons I needed to learn about mm. like, what like why I'm actually okay like yeah. oh wait no I I have what I need to get through this okay and acknowledging like okay this hurts like okay this sucks okay this was complicated but oh shit like I just figured this out like oh I'm gonna be okay and oh I just figured this out I'm even more okay right like it's just it's just finding that finding that in yourself regard like and feeling the feelings of the circumstances or the losing the things and whatever but it comes back to you if you know anything about me you know i am a massive creature of comfort it is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times so when i found cozy earth i quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that i could it felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Yeah, and I just, I love that when you say all this stuff, because to me, this is what life's about, right? It's like, I, again, I put so much weight in relationships, like what you're talking about, or I put so much weight in getting a certain to a certain place in my career and I've gotten to a lot of those places I've been in a lot of amazing relationships and then if things fall apart or you know life happens it can feel like such a failure which I do think it's important to feel those feelings but as you're Mm -hmm. saying it gets us to the next place right like it always is opening some sort of door on our journey if we're willing to live in a place of acceptance and surrender and just kind of lean into that yeah. And dude, how good does it feel when you get out of that relationship that you thought you couldn't live without? And, and you're like, fine. You, yeah. <laughs> like you have that light bulb moment. You cry for a couple of weeks, mom, yeah. whatever. but there's that light bulb moment where you're like, holy shit, I'm okay right now. Exactly. Oh my God. I'm okay. Like I, I literally experienced that for the first time. Really? Like a year and a half ago. Wow. Um, and it was like, I, I have been very much the kind of person that just jumps from relationship to relationship. And that's how I became okay. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, it wasn't like, oh, I'm okay because of me. And this was the first time I I was like, oh, I'm alone. And I'm good. Like, I'm better than I was in that relationship. And it was like such a high for me. Like, it was yeah. intoxicating the feeling of like, oh, my goodness. I'm I'm good with just me. Like, I like me. I like what I'm doing. I'm not looking to anyone else for approval. It's what a good, a freedom is that? Right for, anyone, for anyone that doesn't, is scared to get out of a bad relationship because they think they, they might not be okay afterwards. Like, I promise you'll be okay. I promise mm. you'll be good. If you're not happy right now, you'll be happier without the thing that's making you miserable. Yeah, honestly, and like the thing that I'm realizing too, again, I keep being like, I feel like I'm so doing the like old person thing to you. I'm like, <laughs> well, when you get to my age, I'm just kidding. I love but, it. I'm like <laughs> but it's like, uh, this is sort of um, a, a thing that I've realized even lately is no matter if you get in the relationship or you stay in the relationship or you get out, the most important thing is still the relationship with yourself. Always. Yes. No matter what life looks like, the relationship with yourself is the one that's going to be your biggest guide and your biggest success is going to come from the, the success of your relationship with yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. Um, let's, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the new music, though. And I do want to yeah. talk a little bit about relationships because I love talking about Please. dating and relationships. Dude, but <laughs> me too. Can't you tell? I just took the conversation right now. I was like, so. I mean, I do a whole podcast on. Yeah, exactly. That's like a half of this podcast is about yes. dating and relationships and sex. And it's also important to me. And it's so fun to talk about. It's something everyone can relate to. But um, I did listen to a lot of the new, new music, which I love because I'm such an R&B. Yeah vibe person and I was expecting country from you and this yeah. is so different so tell us about was. yes well tell us about that <laughs> tell us about the transition from where you were musically to where you are now yeah I mean the the transition from I released like two country music projects when I moved to Nashville mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna do country music for the rest of my life yeah um, <laughs> but you know I moved when I was 17 I'm 22 now, which in feels like it's been five minutes, but it also has been feels like five years because it has been. (laughs) Um, And like the transition from country to this like pop R&B sound that I'm going into now was just like the natural transition of me kind of coming into my own Mm. as a person, like the timing for me growing personally really matched up with me growing stylistically with my music. It was yeah. just me discovering kind of, and I, you know, I change all, all the time. Everybody does like I, your music taste changes as you get older and whatever. And like when, when I was 15, I wanted to be Taylor Swift. Yeah. That was it. Like, and I, all I had to learn and grow as an artist was the templates of, my favorite artist. What did they do? What did they sound like? Like that's how I learned what my sound was going to be was by just like copying all the artists that I liked and then Mm. taking the parts of it that felt the most like me. So I was trying to be Taylor Swift when I moved to Nashville and then I heard other sounds that I enjoyed and I, I got back in touch with like my mom is a huge nineties R and B fan. Oh, and I love like, it. so when I was really young, like I grew up to listening to that. Yeah. Um, and so all, all these different genres have always been in me and I kind of, I, I really connect with that part of me and it just, ha- it just happened. I feel like the, the things I was writing about became a bit more mature and I feel yeah. like R and B has such a like, like a, a grown and sexy feel to it mm-hmm. at its core. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just really related to those sonics. And then, I mean, pop, pop music is everything. It's whatever's popular. So I, w- under that title, I can marry any sound that I want into the core of what my music is, which is still just personal lyrics and storytelling, which is the piece of country that I'll always carry with me. It's why I'm in Nashville. Yeah. I love that. Cause I didn't think about the fact that, I mean, that is so true about country music, the storytelling. And you hear people mm-hmm. say that a lot, but I yeah. didn't think about even being able to do that within an R and B type feel. That's a really good totally. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, go ahead. Oh no, continue. Go Sorry. Ahead. The fun of the phone call. I interview. know. We can't <laughs> see each other. <laughs> um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about play with me because I totally got this vibe of you just calling out guys for just being like, you're like, uh, uh-uh, we're not doing this like whole fuck boy situation. So I want to know kind of like what has your relationship history, like what has it looked like? What have you been like in relationships in your past? Well, like I said in the past, (laughs) 
not proud of it, but we own our shit here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very like, I mean, up until my last like real breakup, I would say like, I I, I hadn't been single since I was like twelve. Okay. <laughs> like, and I will, and like I think at my core, like I'm a relationship. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Like I've I've really enjoyed like the last year that I've spent being like actually single and dating around. Like oh my gosh, you learn so much about yourself mm-hmm. like the same way you learn about yourself through different relationships um so i went from relationship to relationship and my kind of go-to for the pain of a breakup was just get, fall in love with somebody else right like i can you know i really know how to see the best in people <laughs> so the you know the first decent looking dude that comes along, uh-huh. like oh you can be my band-aid yeah i can find good qualities in you sick um (laughs) so that was my that would be my pattern I think everybody has some kind of pattern and that was mine um but then kind of the last all of 2019 I was like single single for the first time and I encountered some fuckboys for the first time but like to be fair I was kind of being a fuck girl too yeah like I, you know, I had my label moment where I was like, oh my God, I am okay without this person that I was dating. Like, I'm better. Like, yeah. I'm that bitch. Like, I kind of had this epiphany. And then I realized like, oh, other people are like, might want to date me. That's cool. Um, <laughs> so I was, you know, I was playing the field. So no hard feelings to anybody that I encountered in that time. Um, but I wrote the song Play With Me. Uh, cause, cause I got a you up text. Oh God, you, no. Have you gotten one? Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's gotten everybody's one gotten since you the invention text. of texting. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> it was, and it was like a freaking. I don't know. It was a dude I was talking to like casually. It was whatever, but like that wasn't, that, that wasn't the space that I was in right. in that situation. And it was like 1030 on a Wednesday or something. And like, he hadn't texted me back for like two, three days. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at this place in my life where it's like, if I text you once and you don't text me back and I don't have anything important I'm trying to reach you for, like, I'm not going to be hitting you up. So like, right. send him one text. He didn't reply. I'm like, whatever, I guess this is done. Fine. Um, but then I get this you up text and it's like 1030 and I'm just kind of like, really, this is real. They're yeah. really people like this. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Ugh. Like, just just like at least try and hide it a little bit. Right. You know, <laughs> be just a the little blatant, more subtle. <laughs> yeah. Just the blatant. Like, I I don't really respect you. It was kind of the vibe just based on what right. the whole relationship was. Um, <laughs> instead of replying, I just picked up my guitar and I started writing play with me and it was kind of I pulled from other similar scenarios I encountered and an ex that kept hitting me up which is where the line man I swear you got a radar that goes off when I start moving on they do though right why is that such a thing no it's like they just feel the energy it's insane like they don't they don't they're cool they're cool with the separation until they feel you getting a little closer to somebody Mm -hmm. else and then they're like oh can't have that time to coming back time to scramble your brain a little bit <laughs> so that was i was dealing with that as well well i love that but. song <laughs> it's so good um so if that was how your relationships were in the past or maybe through this last season what are you thinking you know when maybe 
this COVID stuff is over and you get back to fully dating in a normal way, what, how do you want to date moving forward as this sensitive bad bitch that you are? Well, <laughs> after, you know, all this shit I talked about being single, <laughs> I... <laughs> You're not, are you? Well, I was talking about 2019, okay? Oh, the truth comes out. I love this. I, okay. <laughs> I met somebody, like, right before quarantine started. Okay, okay. Or... Tell us everything. <laughs> it's just super healthy. Wow. Like, it's just, I don't, I've carried for the first time I feel like I was kind of able to like carry that vibe of like, you know, I'm, I'm really going to be okay without this relationship. Yes. Um, but I, I want this one in my life. So as long as it feels that way, I'm going to be in it. Yes. And you know, if it yeah. doesn't, I'm outie and like, I'm cool. Like that's the lesson I learned. Um, and I, that's probably why it's like healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like, we that was my vibe when we met and it was right it was kind of like I came to the point over like the my kind of year of being single and dating around I was I it became very clear to me and like I said out loud multiple times to friends and family I was like I'm absolutely cool to be in a relationship like I love being in a relationship but if it doesn't like actually feel right like if there's any like shred of me that feels like okay this person like isn't isn't the one like this probably isn't gonna end well but like it feels good in the moment like if there's any of that like then I'm just I'm I'm not gonna fully commit to somebody I'm not gonna fully commit to somebody until I feel like 100% good about it yeah. in the beginning like obviously things like life happens and relationships aren't easy 100% of the time but I'm like I'm freaking 22. Like, why, why do I need to throw myself into these relationships? But and also, at any age, why do you need to throw yourself into a relationship sure, yeah. that feels like settling on any level? Absolutely. So, like, I talked all this shit about that. I'm like, I'm good being single. Like, I'm like, that's my <laughs> vibe. Like, it's, I was like, it's going to take a lot. It's really going to take, like, somebody who, like, just feels right and checks all these boxes for me and then in walks my current boyfriend Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, well, I really don't see any issues here. <laughs> and I still don't. So great. Yeah, that's why we're here. But I'm still singing about those, you know, the single times and the the I got me type of energy. Absolutely. You know? Well, it's still like what I was saying. It's like now you're in this relationship, but you're operating still in the place of having such a strong relationship with yourself and such a yes. strong understanding of yourself that look, I mean, you're saying this relationship's healthy, but isn't that how it works? Which is crazy. Yeah. you can, How can you have a healthy relationship anywhere else if you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself? Totally. So, it's so cliche, but like, that's, I mean, it is exactly. And it's what everyone says. And it's the most annoying thing when you're not in that place to hear because you're just like, yes. I just want to meet this guy who's going to like, what, ride me off on some white horse and save me or whatever <laughs> it is. But it doesn't work that way. And I think like, for any of yourself, us, bitch. yes, save yourself save first. Yourself. And then like find a hot, nice guy to just like be Hang with out you. With. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but know that you know that you got you. And this is also like the first time in a relationship where I haven't really like we've been together for a, a minute. 
and I haven't like posted about him yeah, on Instagram. Keeping it private. Really or any of like I I feel like I used to be really into that stuff because it felt like I was like proving how good everything mm-hmm. was. And I'm like, no, I don't feel I don't feel any pressure to do that. I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah. This is good where it's, it's at. Like really this is good, good in my kind of little bubble and like I'm I'm cool to keep it that way for a minute. It feels nice. Yes. I love that. Do you feel like you owning um, all your sensitivities and all um, kind of the stuff we've talked about in the place, the headspace that you are with yourself have, has that person been accepted in this relationship? Like from your boyfriend? Oh. Huh? Wait, say that Like again, from sorry. your boyfriend. Does he, does he accept you and all of your sensitivity, all the sensitivities that come with you as well? Oh my gosh, that yeah, that's the I've never experienced that before either. Yeah. It's that's the biggest thing. I think that's the only way that I'm able to even be in this relationship or any relationship right now. It's like I literally I had a moment the other day where I just was crying and I didn't really know exactly why and like I'll have these moments where like a wave of emotion will hit me and I won't know why mm-hmm. at first, mm-hmm. like I'll have to figure out, be like, okay, what am I working through in my head and heart right now? That's coming up at the moment. Like, is this stemming from an insecurity? Is this stemming from anger? Is it just general like overwhelmness from the world? Like what's going on? Like I'll need to like take time and sit and sort out my own emotions. Yeah. And I was, I was having one of those moments. I was like in the bedroom, just like, just really in it, just really in the trenches <laughs> with myself alone, like t- sitting in the dark in the corner. Mm, um, I know that very well. I know that. Space. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> but, like Gollum, just like, yeah. don't, don't look at me. Um, I was in that and I was, I was hating it. Like sometimes I'm patient with myself and it's like, okay, let's figure this out. Why are we really feeling this way? Yeah. Like, what are we trying to deflect? Like what, like what's the root of this? But I was having a moment where I was just like mad at myself for the way that I feel. Like Mm -hmm. I was just like, I am sick of this. I just want to feel normal right now. Like I just want to be smooth sailing. Like I don't, I don't like what's coming up right now. I I don't, I don't like me in this moment. So that was adding to the emotion and the frustration. Um, And he walked in (laughs) and I was crying. Mm -hmm. Um, This isn't the first time that's happened. Um, and he, his first response, all I, all I've ever wanted, not all I've ever wanted, this is setting the bar. This is the bare minimum, ladies. This is not something to aspire to. This is a requirement. But something I hadn't had in a relationship before was like somebody who sees that you're hurting or you're crying and their first reaction is concern. Uh, it's not yes. defensiveness or frustration or like, oh, God, here we go again. Like, right. what? like, what is it now? Like, I'd experienced that in relationships before, whether it was I was frustrated with my partner or myself or something going on in my life. Like, and I was showing emotion about it. And their response was just to be like, how do we fix this? Like, how do we get over it? Like, mm-hmm. or like, why? Like, they were mad at me for being upset with them or upset with anything else. And like, this man's first response is he he's just like oh no oh what is it It just like comes to me like gives me a hug like that's the first thing and i got to tell him that in the beginning of the relationship i was like the first thing i need is a hug yeah before the questions before anything else give me a hug so he gives me a hug and he's just like what's up and i'm like trying to articulate it but i don't even know why i'm upset yet and i was just like babe i hate this about myself right now i hate it why am i like this i don't like it 
And he looked at me and he was like, you wouldn't be you if you weren't like this. Mm. He was like, this is I this part. I like I, I don't like that you're hurting. But this fe- like all of those feelings like make you who you are. Like they make you write great music. Right. They make you they make you connect with people. He was like, don't hate that. Like, don't you dare hate that about you. Like, I love that about you. And it was just it was a good moment. I cried for like 10 more minutes. But I, was like, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the in the moments when I'm not accepting myself. He does accept those parts of me. And that's like real important, real good. Well, that's so. the point of a relationship, right? They hold you up when you can't hold yourself up sometimes. Yeah, and they exactly. do the same for them. I love that. So I, I love that mentality. And I love that you just said, hey, ladies, this is. This is like not the biggest thing ever. This is like just a small foundational thing that was like super important, mm-hmm. bare minimum. So what would you say <laughs> to like a young girl if you if she was walking through dating all these fuck boys and you're watching this? Like what would you say is a, an important thing for young girls to remember when they're dating? I would say first of all like be honest with yourself about what you want. Mhm. In a relationship, I see people my age entering into like like hookups and casually dating and all of this and it's tearing them apart because like what they really want is like a serious relationship and they're not built for that and then I on the flip side I see people getting into relationships because they feel like they're supposed to be in a relationship when they really just need some time to find themselves and then they end up stepping out on the relationship or Mm -hmm. not taking it seriously enough because what they really want or what they should be doing is like getting out there, meeting more people. Like there's no like right or wrong way to do it. Just like figure out what you want. And then like, it's, this is the super cliche advice, but that it's said for a reason. Like don't, don't settle. Like you have Mm -hmm. at any point in your life, you have zero reason to settle. Cause if you're settling, you're going to like, you're not going to be happy because you're something's going to be missing. So being without somebody is way better than being with somebody just to, just to be with somebody. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's talk about what you're excited about moving forward. I mean, I know with all this COVID stuff, a lot of musicians have just been at home. Like you were saying, you've been writing a lot. Is there anything that you are doing that you are just super excited about coming up? Music wise? Or like in my daily life, because like well, I've let's been making do both. Let's do both. Okay, <laughs> and that's been like my quarantine routine. Yeah, um, and it makes me feel very excited daily. Um, but music <laughs> wise, I I'm getting ready to release an entire project, like a whole a whole album. Basically, it's nine songs. Um, we're gonna start. I think I'm allowed to say this. We're gonna start releasing one song every single month in uh december yeah and then that's gonna lead up yeah i'm excited that's gonna lead up to the entire project and um the project is called fresh start and this first single off that project that we're gonna put out is called fresh start as well and it it kind of chronicles like all of all of these dating patterns and the things that i've learned from it that i just spilled my guts to you about Mm -hmm. (laughs) just now um and it, it all it all comes back to basically how you have everything you need inside of you um, to create a, a fresh start. 
Mm. It's not, you don't need to, you don't need to wait for anybody else. You don't need to get through a certain season. Like you can, you can, you can start fresh. You can become new. You can become the person that you want to be all on your own. You have everything you need. You don't need the things that people are trying to sell to you to, to make, make you a bad bitch. Yes. I love that. I think especially right now, collectively, we have all hit a huge wall. I know in my world, just it feels like things have fallen <sighs> apart this past yeah. year. And I know so many of my friends are feeling that too. And I keep wanting this moment that's like, okay, no, we're back on the right path. And then, you know, some other <laughs> shit happens and you're like, oh, yes. here we go again. And I, I really think that what you just said is exactly right, where it's like, no, no, you can do it still right now. This is the yeah. time to look inwards and really get quiet with yourself and kind of figure out what you do want moving forward. Yes. And that's, a, man, that's actually such a powerful sentence you just said. Which just, one? You can do it still. Yes. You can do yeah. it still. Like you, like external circumstances are actually probably never going to be exactly perfect. Like, I think there's a lot of people right now, myself included, that use COVID and the state of the world as an excuse to not get to the next Mm -hmm. place that they want to be in life or view themselves the way that they would like to view themselves. Once again, myself included. Right. Um, Me too. But like, (laughs) if I think about it, I'm like, I I had different excuses before COVID happened. Right. Like, You'll always find something, you can, right? Yeah. If you're scared or you're, you know, you, you feel like you're not in a good place because the world tells you you need this, this and this before you can be confident or you can be single or you can get the job you want or mm-hmm. make the money or whatever. I don't know. Um, you, you can, you can do it still. I love that. Yeah. You can do it still. Uh, Bailey, I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much for talking with us today. I love the music. Tell people where they can find you so they can keep up with all of this releasing and just find some of this music. Yes. Well, thank you uh, for having me on here. I just uh, want to give a little disclaimer for everybody that I'm not an expert on any of the things that <laughs> I was ranting about. I just had this moment. Oh my God, maybe it's the exposure shame you were talking I about. I just had this moment like playing, like thinking about like, oh my God, how long did I talk about that? I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, but you but know what's so great I though? I stand by it. Yes. And you know what's so great is that at the beginning of this podcast, you said, I don't know any of this stuff. I'm like every day figuring okay, stuff good. out. <laughs> and that's how we all are. Everyone is just yeah. figuring it out. Like I, I love that. I feel that too. I'm like, I'm not an expert. I never want to be it's called an true. expert, but yeah, I think the beauty is in owning that. We're all just figuring this out. I appreciate that. Yes. 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 Yep. That's what I would. That's so what thank I would you say. for figuring out with us today. <laughs> yes. We're, that was, that was this everything that just happened. Um, <laughs> but my my Instagram, my Twitter, my TikTok uh, are <laughs> Bailey My Own. You can B A I L E Y M Y O W N. Yes, my own is my middle name. Um, is it really? Can, yeah, it is. Oh, I thought this was like some sort of self love thing you were doing. Everybody, everybody did. No, it just it's appropriate. My mom's middle name is My Own Sunshine. Oh wow! So she gave me. She just gave me like one half because she felt that the whole thing was a bit aggressive. <laughs> and I like it. I have a tattoo that says My Own. Oh, cool. like, I, I really lean into it. But yeah, that's Instagram, Twitter, um, freaking TikTok, TikTok, Bailey My Own. And then okay. you can just look up Bailey Bryan on any streaming platforms, Bailey Bryan Music on Facebook and YouTube. Um, 
and I'll come up. If you find any music that's from like 2018 or earlier, you're going to find Country Bailey. And if you find any music that's after that, you're going to find current pop R&B. Love it. You know, it fits all moods. It's like whatever kind of sense of bad bitch you're feeling like that day. You you can do the country. You can do the R&B. You could do the pop. If you're like cornfield bad bitch, I got you. If If you're like dance club bad bitch I got, got you, you like, too you <laughs> <laughs> well Bailey thank you so much for being here I thoroughly enjoyed it and I love the sensitive bad bitch thing I hope that you're making tons of merch because I'll buy all of it <laughs> yes oh my gosh I'll, I'll send you a little care package I well wait. I feel like you you are a prime example of a sensitive bad bitch and I really appreciate you having me on well thank you for being here and thank you guys <laughs> for listening Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.